Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, January 29th. We are going to finish up the Peacemaker series. I want to say, didn't that tra- another trailer drop this week or something? Yeah. I can't remember. I know we're not talking about it, but I thought something else dropped. Maybe. I don't know. Shazam. Shazam 2. Oh, the yes. Fury of the Gods trailer drop. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that next week in some news. Anyways. So, yeah, let's finish up this Peacemaker series. Let's get this out of the way. Can I say that in a... Well, Jeremy, I was going to say in a loving way, but uh, you, on the other hand, don't seem very in love with this. Uh So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we want to do Whelms now or should we do Whelms of the two episodes and then like an overall at the end? Yeah. 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 I think that'd be good. Okay. All right. I threw threw Richard off last week by having him go first. So, Jeremy, what's your Whelm factor with these two last episodes? (laughs) Honestly, probably mine just stayed at Whelmed. Yeah, right there, just at Whelmed. I, I thought it might have been getting better, and it did get better towards the end of this, but it just plateaued. Like, it just started ticking up, and then it just went, just stayed there. It didn't get any better or worse, necessarily. So I'm just right there at Whelmed. So is that like a blue ball for you, or what? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, then. Well, Richard, what about you? You know what? I was overly whelmed the last two episodes, like the previous ones, but these final two episodes kind of bumped me back down to just pleasantly whelmed. We'll get into it, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed with how this series ended, or rather the season finale ended. Really? Yeah. I was disappointed that it wasn't a cow with a butterfly at the butt. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my notes is... It was not a literal cow with a butterfly up its butt. <laughs> yeah, that was that was honestly that was really pretty disappointing for me. Like, uh, I I wasn't overwhelmed. I it just it, it was kind of like every other superhero or anything TV show. You get if you get two bad guys in it or something like that, the second to the last is the least important bad guy, and then the final one is the big bad. So it's just like I mean I think we made some ground on like Chris and stuff like that as far as him being. Uh, just a person, you know, not yeah, eighty five percent piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was just the the standard formula for superhero shit, honestly, for me. So I was just whelmed. That's really it. So yeah. All right, let's jump into episode seven. Let's talk about that real quick. We have got episode seven. Stop dragging my heart around. <laughs> and uh, I was not able to come up with, uh, I didn't do my job and I didn't do notes and all that jazz. So I've got a already made synopsis here and it says Harcourt, Mern, and Adebayo find themselves surrounded by an alien force while Peacemaker squares off against his father with help from Vigilante and Economist. So I did not realize that the White Dragon was essentially Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> I don't think he is. But yeah, I think for this, yeah, I, I I was trying to make some sort of punny joke with him being like a white supremacist, but it was like Nazi Iron Man or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was, I was like, I saw him flying around. And I was like, what? Yeah, what is this? Yeah, and and you know the other thing too is that he can sit there, he can make all these helmets. I mean, give everybody fucking scabies, 
and uh, X-ray vision, turn yourself into a human rocket, anti-gravity shit, but he can't put fucking Google or any tracking shit in his helmets. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's sitting there walking around with all these other racist bastards in the woods hunting a raccoon with a helmet on and following an iPad. Yeah. Like, or not even an iPad. It was a Windows Surface. Like, <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, oh, because I always look for that kind of stuff because I'm like, hey, that's a good commercial. And you never, it's hardly ever that you see Apple. Yeah. So, I know that Chris has got an old Apple, but yeah, I was just like, okay, you can fly. You have repulsors, essentially. Yeah. You you can do all these things, but you cannot put shit in your helmet to, to like an AI. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, maybe it was too, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to, but it was like too close to iron. I don't know. I agree with you because like he made a TARDIS. Like, forget all the like <laughs> oh. other stuff. He <laughs> yeah. made a fucking TARDIS. He did. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he couldn't put it in his suit. Yeah, I agree with that. Which brings me to, honestly, one of my favorite vigilante moments. I love when vigilante in that episode jumps up and stabs him. Yeah. He's like, see, there's gaps in the armor, man. <laughs> I just love That was one of my favorite vigilante moments for this entire series. <laughs> I hate that throughout the series, though, they've made vigilante like more dumb. It seems yeah. like as, as we get to each episode, he's yeah. like more increasingly dumb than he was the episode before. As far as like his intellect, mm-hmm. and I don't expect him to be Riri Williams or anything like that. But I mean, like, I- I'm fine with him like knowing things. You know what I mean, and not being yeah. a complete moron. Yeah. So, and it was almost like it was trying to make Chris look smarter by having him I be know. dumber. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I was like, they're trying to make him look good, and I'm like, it, he, there's no help there. Like, he, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Just to be like him, be smarter by comparison. That still doesn't help his case any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I was gonna say, it felt very much like they swapped roles for for Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris was always the big dummy, but now Vigilante's like the smaller dummy. But they've also <laughs> leaned into him just being a total psychopath. Like, yeah. And what I mean by that is like he's just devoid of emotions. It's very <laughs> weird. Yeah, like whenever Chris kills his dad finally, and he's just like. Oh, what are you doing your face exercises now for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was also a callback, though, to like episode yeah. two, I think. Yeah, something like that. Two or three. Where he was, he, he vigilante called him crying and he was like, oh, I'm doing mm. face exercises. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I like I got it. But yeah, it, it, yeah, again, it plays on that whole him being stupid kind of thing where he's, you know, they could have played it off like, dude, it's OK. Like. I don't understand, but it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So we got Peacemaker's full origin story pretty much here. I know we were getting pieces of it where he had, his dad had him stabbing that dude one time. And then, mm-hmm. but now we've got like the actual fight and explaining, you know, him and his brother and stuff like that. Like, I'll say this much. I know Richard doesn't like John Cena. And I mean, I don't think he's by far the best actor or anything like that in the world. But you know what? Like, in that episode, I kind of felt for him. Not gonna lie, like the acting he did in that one, I was kind of like, okay, you're you're actually doing like a decent job on this. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree on that one. Like he he, yeah, I definitely felt for him, and he 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 was trying to help. Uh, he was trying to do a pretty good job of that. And I mean, the good part is, there, I mean, it wasn't too much acting you had to do in that because he just looks just have to have like a solid somber face kind of thing. But 
Yeah, I think I think overall he did all right on that. Well, I mean, like even like that, and even like him killing his dad. Yeah, like I was those two times I was like, "Dag, I'm like, yeah, I was kind of surprised, honestly. Like I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, the best part to me was when he was punching him on the uh, the hood of the car, and he's like, you know, I'm a piece of shit for not killing you in your sleep or something. <laughs> he did it a good job there. I I thought I just don't find him funny. If that like I don't his seriousness. <laughs> is fine it seems but like a lot of the times when he de- delivers jokes they're very flat to me <laughs> so I, I just don't necessarily like him plus like I, like i said he visually too he's disturbing he <laughs> <laughs> just looks weird to me <laughs> that's funny did y'all think eagerly got got yeah for a second yeah uh, yeah i was a little worried about that yeah i was like oh no like even my wife was like no not eagerly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lo- Eagly is my favorite oh, character yeah. for this show, hands down. But yeah, my note for there was just fuck Eagly. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, we already already had a uh, headwig taken away from us, so couldn't have Eagly gone either. Oh my god, who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> that, is, that is a bad dad joke there. Okay. <laughs> God bless you. Oh. <laughs> I was pretty proud of Economist for sitting there laying all those rednecks out with, with, with yeah. the Uzi or whatever it was he had. I don't even know what that was. but It's a P90, I believe, is what that, that gun is called. But yeah, when, when they're chasing after Peacemaker, you know, like they're all running after him and Economist sees it, he like crawls through the car, right? I just thought that was so dumb. He was like, "Oh, I'm like just run a- around the." Car. I don't know. It was just dumb to me. <laughs> I was sitting there saying, "Get in the driver's seat, dumbass!" Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking, run, <laughs> get in the driver's seat. I thought vigilante was done for several times. Like yeah. this episode, the next episode, I thought he was done. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I guess he's just a one-off character. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think when the grenade went off because it it just like vaporized him. Like that, that's not how that works. But yeah, I, I thought that was definitely a fake out. But yeah, as later stuff happens to him, I was like, is he dead, dead now? Yeah, when he's like going unconscious, driving the car and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do y'all feel about Judo Master's story arc? That's kind of disappointing, oh, honestly. <laughs> 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 My, my note is is oh fuck judo master is back <laughs> when, when he when he like is it in this episode where he's eating cheetos it's every scene he's eating cheetos but when he's eating cheetos at the flaming gas station cheetos. Yeah. yeah the flaming hot cheetos <laughs> and then the two like frat boys talking about uh boondock saints show up and they're like making fun of him because he's like small like a leprechaun or something and then he like kicks their asses when they come out. I really wish they would have made the joke because he is very short. When he gets in the car, I think it would have been funny to have him like scoot the seat up, like to try and scoot <laughs> up before he drives off. <laughs> I was expecting that. Yeah. I was expecting that. And it didn't happen. I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Why, why don't I get that? That would have been funny. Like I, I wanted to see him do that. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah, his whole like his storyline was just just flat. Like it, there was nothing to it, and it just I don't know, like it was one of those like, did you even really need him? He didn't really seem to do much for the show at all. 
I mean, I know he had the the times, those little couple of times with Peacemaker, but could have found somebody else to do that too. I, I assume he'll be a villain in season two. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get into that when we when we talk about future things because I have some behind the scenes that kind of involves okay. possibly things with that. But yeah, maybe. I don't know for sure. All right, then. I won't <laughs> ask you more questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's just, okay, so one of the behind the scenes things, because I listen, apparently there was a, like, after show podcast called Podly, you know, like, Eagly. And that's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) I haven't watched any of the episodes, but the last one they interviewed James Gunn and he was talking about certain things. But now I think about it, I think I read this on the Hollywood Report. Anyway, it doesn't matter. James Gunn was talking about he wrote this show over two months during like the COVID lockdown and he did not intend to make a season two. He did not want to make a season two. So the way this show ends was supposed to be just the end of it. And I think because of all the the craziness at WB and stuff, they came to him and were like, please, we need a, we need a season two. We, we need some content for this streaming service. <laughs> and he finally like caved in. Of course, now he's like the head of this new DCEU stuff. So I don't know what they initially intended for Judo Master. I really think he was just like, eh, he shows up and he's sad. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I don't know, but we'll see. Well, the only reason I say that is because like he was like, you don't understand what the butterflies are actually wanting or what they're actually doing here. And then like for him to go to the place, like he obviously knew about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then to to sit there and be upset about it so if he's not a butterfly then like why are you that upset you know what I mean yeah he's definitely not a butterfly or the like wiki stuff talks about he's a human that was just sympathizing with the butterflies per the next episode that they reveal if we're talking about theories since we're talking about this I'll just talk about (laughs) one of my theories for season two is I think somehow what uh, golf is going to somehow survive. I don't know how, because the nectar, like that was the last of it. Okay. But I think golf is going to like take over judo master and that'll be a thing for season two. Well, I mean, there's all, there's a bunch of that can stuff. Like they have tons of reserves of it. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I like, did that get blown up because they blew the shit up out of that building? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did. Well, not over the- it. Not over at the one in the episode five. Yeah, that other factory. No, that's what I'm talking about. The the Glen tie or whatever it was called, the the factory one. Because you remember he had the mortar shell; it blew everything up. Yeah, it blew everything up in that one room or whatever. But they had all in like their shipping area. They had all, tons. Like they're talking about thousands. No, so. okay. So, I mean, I guess it's possible, but it didn't look like it didn't look like it took out the whole building. You know what I mean? They all made it out alive. So, I mean, in fact, they blew up that one area and then turned around and walked in. And that's when they got oh, to yeah. the gorilla and all that. Okay. Well, then there's more. There's definitely more syrup or whatever that shit is that uh, the butterfly can have. So, I guess that's a way for golf to survive. Alien cow honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, so, my note for that says, well, the cow is not a literal cow with a butterfly that flew up its butthole. It is, however, it has udders like a cow and is fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you get uh, a glimpse of it at the end of this episode, and it looks like he said it was like a, a giant ugly. It reminded me of the movie Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Where the woman gets hit by a meteor and she turns giant at her wedding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, basically the the creature of the Black Lagoon is is a character on there, but he's all goofy and stuff. And then Seth Rogen plays the blob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> indestructible. It's a great cartoon. But yes, that thing reminded me of like an ugly, good, like nasty version of the giant caterpillar yeah. in that cartoon movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Well, Mern got got in this episode as well. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all see that coming? No. How does that all, like, that was the question I was going to ask you guys. How does killing, how does all that work? Because in this, so they shoot Mern's host, like the body. Yeah. Not necessarily like, so it kills the body. So he has to leave the body. But later on, we see them just like killing butterflies, like just by shooting them normally. Or like, how does all that work as far as like the, like at one point, Harcourt was like gonna die in that next episode. And one of them was going to take over her body. But I'm like, only for it to like die. And then it has to leave again. Right. I was just wondering like, because Ted, also the 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 reason why I asked this is they go up into the person's brain, so like technically that person's dead. Yeah. So like, why does shooting it in the chest all of a sudden enable that body to be useless? I think because they still rely on the organs and stuff like that. Like they still rely on the heart to pump blood. They still rely on the 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 blood has to flow through, and you have to have oxygen and all that kind of stuff for like the body to work. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. But I was kind of like, if y'all don't pop these things like they're the walking dead in the head. Yeah, exactly. Then yeah. like all you're doing now is making smaller targets because now you're going to have a bunch of butterflies trying to get all up in your business and take over your body. Mm-hmm. So yep. how creeped out were you, Jeremy, with that that scene where like Harcourt was getting <laughs> ready? Like mm-hmm. it was infiltrating her mouth. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was just like, mm. don't want to, yeah, I had to like just kind of look away out of that one for a minute because that's just, ugh. <laughs> I thought about you when I saw it. It was pretty gross, but I was like, oh, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy's going to love this. Yeah, I did too. I, I was thinking of Jeremy when, and she pulls it out of the mouth. It's just like, mm. God. <laughs> Back to the Mern thing, though, for one second, is Jeremy, looks like you're right, or not right. He wasn't a moth, but he was, in fact, a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name was Ick Nob Locke. Yeah. So, and apparently, like, they don't have a thing where they... Can communicate. You know, who's a butterfly and who's not. Yeah. So, they, they don't put off pheromones. They don't put off a frequency. They don't put off any of that kind of stuff. Nope. Yeah. Which uh, I think is weird that seems like a flaw (laughs) yeah and their species it does like they should have a thumbs up or a goofy smile or something to like you know (laughs) a secret handshake yeah something (laughs) something are you part of the butterflies a decoder ring (laughs) everybody gets a mason ring but it looks like a butterfly (laughs) yeah that's all i really got for this episode y'all got anything else yeah i i do just my two favorite moments one of the is at the beginning when economist comes in there and he's like, dude, I thought you said you didn't have a, a journal. And he's all like, 
do I look like a guy who would, you know, make collages and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, not after knowing you, you know, before, but now that I know you now. And he's like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. If I enjoy it, I would do it and not let anyone's judgment hold me back or something. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> and then I love when they're at the, uh, the veterinarian place and, you know, they make this big speech and they're like, you know, there is someone who can lead us. Like Adebayo is saying this to the group. Yeah. An economist goes, me? And she's like, no. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so funny. And that, yeah, and that, that same scene I thought was <laughs> kind of funny. Like they were, I mean, they're getting ready to go and everybody's like just all, all gung ho and they get over to the, like the, the vets. <laughs> One of them's already got like a shotgun or something ready to go and like, where did, where did, where did that come from? And then like they just, they're like, no, no, you can't. And they finally you know, leave and they're like, you know, all things considered, those were some pretty nice people. Yeah. And they're like, except, except for the guy in the blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who were, they, were they referring to vigilante? Who's, who was the guy in the blue? Yeah, I think it was vigilante. Okay. Yeah, I would, I was going, because I asked the same, I thought the same question. And then like right after that scene, they cut to them being in the, in the van and mm-hmm. Peacemaker's main shirt is red. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I just I thought maybe they were talking about Economist because Economist is wearing like a blue undershirt or something like that. So, that's why I was like, are they talking about Vigilante or Economist? So, I couldn't figure out who. Maybe it's open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it could be both. <laughs> well, to me, I would assume it's Vigilante because he was talking about like murdering them and then yeah. you know, the joke with Economist is like, you you care about tape, but you don't care about brutally murdering these people and he's like yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Hey, well, that tape ripping off that arm here. That, that, that's, that's things. <laughs> I mean, at least he's thinking about it. I must be honest. <laughs> yeah. Most people that are get, about to get murdered don't have that much kind of convenience. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to episode eight. It's cow or never. I'm just letting y'all know. I love the titles for these shows. <laughs> yeah. like, they're some of the best things. Synopsis is with Peacemaker and Adebayo at odds, can the team kill the cow once and for all? Or will their fraction give the aliens their opening they need to complete its teleportation? Because the whole premise here is that they're trying to teleport this heifer caterpillar out to a cave or something in Colorado. Maine. Was it Maine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was definitely relocating it within the states. <laughs> and I guess you just couldn't put its big ass on a tractor trailer and drive it. So, <laughs> <laughs> did y'all think the 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 idea with Eagly uh, taking the sonic boom <laughs> helmet onto the roof was gonna actually work? No. Yeah, uh, I. That's my favorite joke of the episode was the like them trying to like. I, I love whoever animated Eagly did great as far as like the comedic. Cause I love Eagly like pecking at the the helmet at first <laughs> when they're like, "Look, Eagly, 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 no, no, no," and he like tries to like claw at it. It's so funny, and then you think he's actually gonna do it, and there's the shot of the group all being like, "Oh my god, it's gonna happen!" Like, "Oh, this is amazing," and then you just see him soar off, <laughs> and then he drops it. That shit was so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious too. Like, I, I I never really thought it was gonna actually work, obviously. But yeah, I thought the way that they did it was was funny, and then just them spending like having to spend like a whole another hour trying to just search for the Dagom helmet, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. well, that was pretty funny. 
it's funny that you bring up that it was like only supposed to be a one season kind of deal. Really because like at this episode is when you kind of see like Chris is now mentally fucked up by his dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like to sit there and kind of leave, leave Judo Master open, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you could just do that as like a joke kind of ending kind of thing. But then to sit there and have like, hey, he's pretty fucked up. And like his dad's sitting on the porch with him at the very end and he's arguing with him in the woods and stuff like that. Like, do you think that like now you sit after saying, you know, it was meant to be a one seat, one and done season kind of thing. Like, do you think they added this kind of stuff in? Maybe my guess was maybe he was slated to do a sequel to Suicide Squad Uh, because a lot of this sets up like a shakeup for the Suicide Squad which I guess we can get into now. Because, like, Adebayo just straight up tells the whole world (laughs) about what Amanda Waller's doing and what's happening at Bell Reeve and all this stuff. And my thought immediately was, like, freaking Amanda Waller's going to kill her. Like, if whatever (laughs) season two is about, it's going to be Amanda Waller's, like, sending the suicide squad or something to kill all of them. Yeah. I think that would be a cool season two. That yeah, that would be pretty cool. I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, Amanda Waller basically like having to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Like you talking about basically like this team, like Amanda Waller creates a Suicide Squad to come kill this team that we just watched, basically. Yeah, or Peacemaker or something. Though he's still got the chip in his head, so I don't understand why she doesn't just blow it. But I don't know. Maybe it won't. <laughs> Because also now that I think about it, Economist goes back to Bell Reeve. We see that at the end of the yeah. of the series. Economist let out all of his uh his inner troubles and turmoils, didn't he? They're trying to yeah. get past the butterflies. <laughs> yeah. like, were y'all expecting that kind of heart to heart? No. I but I thought that was so that was actually very touching. Like I got a little choked up when he was yeah. well, especially the part when he's like he's like, but the real reason is he thought no one would notice and blah blah blah. I was just like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I thought it was it was cool. Like, it was kind of the whole, where you're talking about, he's not quite 85% piece of crap anymore, like a little bit less. <laughs> like that, I think, kind of re- bumped it down a, a percent or two there. Just a <laughs> percent or two. <laughs> God bless. You give him no room at all, a percent or two. I think he's at like 82% now, piece yeah. of shit. 82 and a half from around there. I'm here to let y'all know right now the the human rocket <laughs> skit with Autobio is fucking stupid. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. Because, like, again, it was one of those you just you saw it coming a mile away type. It was just it, whenever I wasn't sure exactly which helmet she had put on. But then when she said that, like, activate human torpedo, I was like, oh, good Lord. And, like, you just knew that she was going to fly past and something was going to go wrong. So, I mean, it just, yeah, I thought it was dumb, too. <laughs> I completely anticipated that helmet to be used. Like, to quote yeah. Richard, you know, check off helmet or whatever. Like, when mm-hmm. when they said it and they started talking about it, I was like, oh, that's going to be used to go through this big-ass caterpillar. Like, that's definitely happening. <laughs> but... Then, like, when they came around, they caught me off guard. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then she crashes into the wall. I was like, that was that was fucking stupid. And then yeah. Chris didn't even check on her. Like, he just walked no. right past her. And I was just like, what are you doing, man? Like, what? I did, I, like, I, I did think it was kind of funny where he just goes ahead and sends her off into the 
caterpillar like without any warning she's just sitting yeah. there he just <laughs> just shoots her in there yes no yeah i thought that was great me personally i died laughing during all of it. <laughs> i thought it was so funny but to each their own i was really expecting the anti-grav because i love the joke where he's like you know it lets me float and they're like you know just indefinitely he's like well i use like a little hand fan to move around i was really expecting <laughs> The one that was really funny, just the <laughs> mental image of Peacemaker being like, like just slowly like floating away. Um, but I was really expecting it to come back as like a callback where like the helmet finally turned off and like smashes like a butterfly in the head or something like that. But it never did. <laughs> I wonder if he has to like be careful if like if he's wearing that during Taco Tuesday or something. <laughs> what? The gas. <laughs> like if he, so if he if he's up there and he just starts freaking farting away, then yeah. it's just shooting him off everywhere. <laughs> he's self-propelled. <laughs> like a little kid in gym class. I'm kicking in my turbo. <laughs> he doesn't need the head uh, the whatever human cannon helmet at that point he can just yeah. <laughs> propel himself oh my gosh did y'all when when he got the heart to heart with with golf down there in, in the bottom and uh lock was there as well the lock meat suit <laughs> um did y'all think that chris was gonna turn i i really didn't know honestly on that one i mean because he had to me or at least, like I, they had done a pretty good job of kind of setting him up there to where it seemed like he was, he's kind of having a little bit of change of heart, I guess, or attitude a little bit of how about how, like, I guess how he thinks about life and things like that, it seems. So it seemed like he was on some kind of different path and maybe there might have been a chance of him like going with him. And you can, uh, like, there at the end, you can, he still kind of second guesses himself a little bit, like if he might should have asked them or might should have gone with them. But I mean, yeah, there was definitely a part of me that was very interested to see what he was going to decide. I didn't think he would, but even if he did, like the the thing that messes with me, I'm like, you. this is a world where the Justice League exists. <laughs> so like, even if they did somehow, like Peacemaker succeeded, like, I'm sorry, but like, doesn't Martian Manhunter technically exist in this universe as well? So like, yes, you've got should. Martian Manhunter, who's essentially like Superman. You've got Superman. You've got Shazam. You've got Batman. You've got Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash. Like, they're not gonna let the whole world be taken over and stuff like that. So even if like most of these people became Butterfly, which that's the other thing that doesn't get resolved, is all the other people that are taken. Like all of a sudden. The Justice League is going to be like, why are like, I don't know, 80% of the population just dropping dead all of a sudden? Because <laughs> yeah. like once those butterflies run out of like nectar, I don't know, all that felt. And this is kind of what I was going to get into. Like this feels very much like it was written in two months and they didn't fully think out what to do for the next sort of stuff. But no, to that's a long winded way to say, no, I didn't think he was going to side with the butterflies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, speaking on the Justice League, we got them that they appeared at the end. So I guess Waller does have a line to the Justice League and yeah. used it to call them in. So I guess that's how they'll know, like, all these people dropping that it's more than likely because of the butterfly incident. Because surely she let him in on, like, what's going on. So 
Yeah. But we only got to see Ezra Miller and um, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of funny, honestly, considering like the things that have happened with James Gunn and him taking over. Mm-hmm. So what what about y'all? Do y'all think that was like a, like, truly it's not a precursor or anything like that. Like, but the, the only things that have not been in Jeopardy so far has been Ezra Miller's Flash and Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. So one of the behind the scenes on that is he said on that Podly podcast was he had a struggle to get the Justice League put in that episode. He had to a a huge fight to basically get them to just be there basically in silhouette. And I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if it's due to, you know, the the all the shakeups, the, like the big wigs at WB. If you'll notice Batman's not even in there. Right. Like, he's not even a silhouette. It's right. just Superman. Uh, what, I'm trying to remember the order it goes in. He goes Superman, Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman. Yeah. But no Batman. So I just thought that was very odd. This is the thing that got spoiled for me, was that at the end, when Peacemaker basically saves the day, the Justice League shows up, and he, like, gives them the, the 411 or whatever, which I love what he says. He says something like, <laughs> You're fucking late, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> and then he, I think he tells Aquaman, he's like, why don't you go fuck some fish, you asshole? <laughs> and I love Momoa saying to, or I love Aquaman saying to Flash, he's like, I hate that rumor. And he's like, it's not a rumor. And he's like, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I love that. I love that. I just, it just, it's so... It's so weird to me because, like, if you could get Jason Momoa, if you could get Ezra Miller, why? Like, I understand Henry Cavill not being there. Like, I, I get that, honestly, because of the whole, you know, what they were going to do with him. But, like, Wonder Woman 3 at that point in time was a go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you would still have Gal. Why would you not have Gal show up? You know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just due to scheduling issues, maybe. Godot, because Godot was doing like a ton of movies yeah. after Wonder Woman 2. Remember, she was in that like Netflix movie. There's another movie that she's in right after that. So she could have just been tied up to not even be able to make it. With The Rock and Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. I mean, that that could, it could not just be something like, you know, nefarious, if you will, but it could just been scheduling issues. I don't understand why they didn't have everybody back if they're but then again I guess maybe they're doing this because now they're like maybe there was talks of like hey we're gonna reboot this so we're not gonna actually show faces we're just gonna show silhouettes <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean and like yeah I don't, I don't know about that either as far as not being able to show up in there and if you're having somebody in there as, as you know committed and you know cares about their character as much as Brie Larson did with her Captain Marvel <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> make wow. time to show up for it. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh. You kill me. You absolutely kill me. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was weird that he's still hanging out, that Chris is still hanging out with golf, honestly, at the end. That was just... Yeah, me too. It, it threw me off. Yeah. Like, I got it, kind of, but at the same time, like, I don't know. The whole ending was weird. It was very ominous, like where they're all just like even eagerly like lands and stares at the mm-hmm. at the camera. 
And it was just very odd. And I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't go to sleep at night with that thing like hovering around anywhere. I'm like, I'd just, I'd have to like put tape over my mouth or something. <laughs> Do you think he just puts it up in a, oh no, it's like hanging out outside. Uh-huh. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's free to go. Oh, that's weird. I mean, you know, was it like they say you, you'd like end up eating like seven spiders in your lifetime or something? Or? Oh, fuck that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't because I sleep with my mouth shut. <laughs> I think I, I uh, for for a little personal insight into the into my life, I sleep with a mouth guard because I clench my jaw so hard. I like wake up with like headaches yeah. and stuff like that. And it's probably due to like that whole spider nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you guys would make a comment about this, but the uh, I laughed out really loud because I felt like I was personally attacked. But there's one last scene with Judo Master standing around and he just slowly takes a Cheeto and he eats it and starts smacking and making those awful mouth noises. And I, like, I literally was just like, I as soon as it happened, I was like, "Oh, you fucking asshole! <laughs> like you son of a bitch! You did this on purpose." <laughs> he knew you didn't like him, so he's just making it worse for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I love Judo Master. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. I think he's a little badass too. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else for this. I mean, what what do you got, Richard? I know you've got some like background and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, well, one, before we before I go into that, just some things. I, where did Peacemaker get that shield? Does anyone know? I don't know <laughs> if I missed that. In a Like, he just had a shield randomly. Yeah. A Dove Peace shield? Yeah. I don't remember him having that at all. But anyway, uh, we also learned that apparently Green Arrow is a brony. <laughs> yes! I forgot about that. Yes! I just like the Green Arrow's canon. Yeah, I do too, which... That will lead me into the behind the scenes stuff was that James Gunn was talking about uh, on the Podly podcast. Uh, you know, it was a real struggle to get the Justice League. He had to really fight. But he said on that podcast, all the stuff that Peacemaker said is not canon. But he did say, however, Batmite is canon. He said that on that podcast. <laughs> he said, "He said I don't know how." He says that's for someone else to figure out. But Batmite is canon. <laughs> so now that he's over the DCEU stuff, I wonder if we'll get a Batmite eventually. Oh yes, and Mister <laughs> Mixflix. Yeah, I would. I would love to see that. I think that would be so cool. Well, like they're annoying, but I think they're. The, it'd be interesting to see. Didn't we already get a Mister Mixflix? In, in like CW, in, no, the CW. Oh, yeah. He was in Smallville, but not like the way you think he is. It was like the shitty way that Smallville does things. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was in The Flash, though, too. I don't remember. Maybe he was. I don't remember him ever showing up in, in The Flash. I could be wrong. I thought he was in something. Um, Yeah, so this is, this is going to sound very confusing, but I found this on comicbook.com. But they are, they wrote an article about James Gunn doing a podcast for The Hollywood Reporter. That podcast is called TV's Top Five. Just trying to give credit where credit's due. But um, some very interesting things that he said during this. He said, I was very surprised. And also, this will, I guess, give you uh, credence to what y'all were talking about, why y'all didn't like this episode or this series as we were first starting to watch it. 
But he said, I was very surprised that they were not too fond about Peacemaker calling Batman a pussy. I'm like, but he talks about all these terrible things about all the other superheroes that are much worse than calling Batman a pussy. Not only that, Batman is the only one that he makes a fair point about. Everybody else, he's just really believing stuff that he read on the internet. (laughs) Ultimately, DC executives were great, Gunn said. They let me get away with what I got away with at the end of the day. When asked why DC took issues with Batman, uh, with the Batman comment, but not the ones about Aquaman and Superman, Gunn said with a laugh, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I don't know why calling Batman a pussy is more is potentially more offensive than him saying Superman has a poop fetish. I don't understand why one was brought up and the other one wasn't. Though Gunn enjoyed creative freedom on his R-rated Suicide Squad, the series creator said WB, or excuse me, HBO Max said uh, they had some concerns about a reveal in episode two, Best Friends for Never, where audiences learn Peacemaker's father is a racist, white supremacist supervillain, the White Dragon. He said it was a delicate situation, James Gunn said. The only other thing that HBO ever said to me was, we're HBO, and you guys are saying the F word so many times. (laughs) (laughs) They had a problem with the F word? Yeah, well, that's... So I I was telling my wife this, and my wife goes, wait a minute. So you're okay with, and this is like directed at Game of Thrones, you're okay with incestuous rape on the dead body of your incestuous child, but the F word is where you draw the line. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Or is it just like saying the F word too many times within like a 30-second interval type thing? Yeah. That's just, yeah. That's a little... A little far stretch there. So, I think the deal with, like, Batman is is that, like, and Rich has brought it up before, and I've heard other people say this too, but, like, Batman being the Mickey Mouse of DC. Oh, yeah. Like, Spider-Man being that of of Marvel and so on and so forth. And so, people get outraged when you do shit like that with Batman for whatever reason. So, like, we had this here. I want to say there was, like, a sex scene in one of the seasons of Harley Quinn that they were like, no, you can't fucking do that. Or they were trying to do that. Or, like, Batman was eating out Catwoman or something like that. And they were like, oh, absolutely not. Like, that shit's not happening. Like, no. I did not know that. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was something they talked about. And they were like, no, that's, no, we can't have that, like, at all. I mean, there's a pretty, there's a pretty risque, like, lesbian scene with Harley Quinn and and Poison Ivy that's in that show. It's so weird. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to step over you, but... But yeah, it goes goes back to it being Batman. And they're like, oh no, you can't do it with Batman. And I want to say that was around the same time, like I want to say it was season three for Harley Quinn. I can't remember though. I'm sure it's out there. You can Google it. Be careful though. (laughs) But but then there was also, you know, the whole Bat-Dong thing that was going around. Oh, yeah. Where in Batman Damned, it's it's a book, it's a black label so like it has its own audience like it's not it's not one that's mm-hmm. honestly it's a magazine style like it's definitely not geared towards kids or anything like that but like you see freaking the profile of like a naked you know batman's dick yeah the bat dick so just swinging around <laughs> in the bat cave and like <laughs> it, so, and like people got so whatever over that that like things they did after that first one 
Mm-hmm. They took it. They took out that the bad dick, the Wayne dick. So like, I, I don't know what it is. You can't. You can't. Apparently, he's supposed to be this multimillionaire playboy, but you know. He, <laughs> He don't lick pussy and he don't swing his dick around in the back cave. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I think what WB is saying or DC is saying is like, you don't fuck with the Batman. <laughs> like, yeah. The Batman fucks with you, but you don't fuck with the Batman. Is <laughs> <laughs> DC's version of Chuck Norris? Yes. <laughs> All right. Y'all got anything else? Yes, the the last thing I'm doing, and this is this is the last time because no one has contacted <laughs> me on Twitter, and so I will not do it from here on for uh, the actual run times for these episodes, and I will get into the average runtime for the series. Episode seven, the runtime was forty minutes forty five seconds. The actual runtime was thirty five minutes fifty four seconds. Episode eight, the season finale, the runtime was forty six minutes even. But the actual runtime was 41 minutes, 39 seconds, which gave us an average actual runtime of 40 minutes, 5 seconds, and 250 milliseconds. <laughs> episode 6, Mern After Reading, was our longest episode with 43 minutes, 51 seconds. Episode 4, The Chode Less Traveled, was our second longest, beating uh, or losing only by 10 seconds, which was 43 minutes, 41 seconds. And our shortest episode was episode seven, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, at 35 minutes, 54 seconds, as I said before. So there we go. Enjoy it. That's your last time. <laughs> <laughs> that episode with uh, the Dragging My Heart Around, I believe is what it's called, uh, episode seven. Yes. That felt so long. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt long. Well, it was the shortest. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So... Do y'all, do y'all even want to talk? Like, with DC being the way it is, I think we've kind of stalled on a little bit, but is there anything when you want to add as far as, like, where do we go from here? Like, do we have any, like, thing we'd like to see? Do we have anything that we think we'll see? Like, I'm clueless on anything. Like, I just, I think DC used, like, because it's me and rebooted or whatever, I don't know that we're necessarily going anywhere with it. I know that they've talked about doing a season two. I think it's greenlit, but I don't want to misspeak either. So Yes, it is confirmed from James Gunn himself that Peacemaker will get a season two. Okay. And he said that before he even became the head of the DCEU. Okay. But anyway, so I kind of touched on... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of touched on what I would like to see. I would very much like for season two to be Waller's like, fuck these guys. They have been a pain in my ass since like the beginning I'm I'm murdering them, including my own daughter. <laughs> and she sends like some D-list team of of supervillains that she thinks can take out Peacemaker and all of them. And that's the like season two stuff. I think that would be really cool. What villains do you want to see? I haven't thought about that, to be okay. honest with you. Um <laughs> I, I'd have to think about it. I may get back to you. I can't think off the top of my head. Like, cause I, I know a ton of a-list villains that I know they won't use <laughs> because Peacemaker <laughs> will have to kill them, but I don't know a lot of D-list ones. Calendar Man? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sean Gunn played Calendar Man, so they could bring him back. Weasel's still alive. They could send Weasel. <laughs> Weasel? <laughs> Condiment Man? They've been using them all already, Quinn. <laughs> Condiment King? Yeah, actually. And Kite Man. Kite there man. you go. We got Condiment <laughs> King, Kite Man. Um, who else? The clock face guy. What was that? What was his name? Like, Cogsworth? 
No. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be cool. All right, Jeremy, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm just thinking <laughs> that I got to watch this again. <laughs> Which leads us right into, would you recommend this to anybody? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Even today, like I was with, with some other friends and we got to talking a little bit. And I was, and I was telling about the podcast and I was like, yeah, we're, uh, we're talking about Peacemaker right now. <laughs> and I'm not really wanting to, but we are. I'm, so don't worry about going to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like... Overall, I will say I'm whelmed. I'm not completely underwhelmed because the storyline got a little, little better. <laughs> but it's, I'm not necessarily all excited and can't wait for season two. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Richard, are you going to recommend this to anybody? And what's your overall thoughts on the season? Uh, I would recommend this, but I would recommend to someone who likes the boys or something like that, because I've been saying it from the get go that if you don't like this, you're not going to like the boys. Uh, it's not like a one to one, but it has a group of like fuck up misfits that like don't necessarily like they sometimes will get the job done, but they usually fuck up halfway through and it's got tons of language and gore and all sorts of stuff. It feels very much like that. So if I was talking to somebody and they were like, oh yeah, I've seen the boys. I really like that. I'd say like, then you, you'll like Peacemaker. It's very much the same. My whelming is I'm going to stick with pleasantly whelmed because I went into this like Jeremy, where I was like, I'm not going to fucking like this. I don't want to see this. <laughs> I, I'm just not a fan of John Cena. I, I love James Gunn, but it just did not look like this was for me, but it, it surprised me. I ended up liking it quite a lot. So yeah, I'm going to say pleasantly wound. Awesome. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this. Cause you've seen the boys and you've seen peacemaker now. Is it like, I know you've said a lot about, you know, the violence, the gore and stuff like that being very similar, mm -hmm. but for me, and I, I don't know about Jeremy and Jeremy, you can chime in whenever. But like for me, it was more the story that was being told that I had a hard time with because like me actually giving a fuck about the story. Mm -hmm. Would that be like, is that along the same lines with the boys? Like, is it is it another type of story where it's like it's difficult or could it be difficult to like give a fuck about? I I think it's more I think you it's easier for you to give a fuck about because w one of the characters motivation is. Slight spoilers, but uh, Homelander like somehow like raped his wife or fucked his wife or something, and he wants to get revenge on him. Another one is his like girlfriend, like his lover or whatever, gets like chunkified by a superhero, and he's like wanting to basically out that superhero and somehow get revenge on him, which is what leads him to team up with the rest of the boys, uh -huh. which is what they they call their like team. I think it's easier to get more invested in that because I feel like most people would be like, yeah, if a if Superman came and raped my wife, yeah, I would absolutely want to murder Superman. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this is like, oh, it's an alien invasion. Like, okay, we've already seen that like a dozen times. So yeah, I would say the boys is easier to be invested in than than Peacemaker. Okay. With that being said, Jeremy, does that make it more appealing? The boys, like if you were to, like if we were to talk about watching it or something like that, with or would you be more want to watch that because of like 
is <laughs> what I'm getting into yeah. is the story kind of your problem, or is it the language and the gore and stuff like that? Like, because if that's what it is, no, the boys is pretty much off the table. But like, <laughs> but if it's not the language and stuff like that, like it, it pretty much boils down to then at that point in time is the story yeah. or even the characters, because you know I know not a lot of people are Cena fans in the way that he portrays them or whatever. But that also has to do with the way his characters wrote. So like. I guess that's what I'm getting to. Is it the writing and the storytelling or is it the actual like on screen? What's going on? Um, for, for me, I mean, yeah, part of it is the, the storyline, but the other, the, the language, it got on my nerves. Cause like, it's like they were trying to put too many cuss words in there. And sometimes <laughs> like, I'm just like, just come on now. Like, it obviously, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't bother me much, but like I said, it, it, it just trying to force it that that's whenever I don't like it. But also just the pure trying to be stupid, like, <laughs> like trying to be stupid, basically, it feels like. And I'm just like, no, like, it, again, it's forced. Like, just, I, I don't know. Some of, some of that is more of what got on my nerves. So uh, in talking about it, like, I and mean, with, with what Richard was saying, I, I might be interested just to see if I'm try the boys and just see what it might be like. But no, but going into it with low expectations. <laughs> well, I was gonna say most of the characters are not like stupid. Some most of them are pretty smart, but they're not like you know whatever Iron Man level smart. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Marvel universe, yeah, like they're clever. Uh, they're but they're sometimes they do stupid things because they're either fighting amongst each other or whatever it may be. You made me think of something, and I'm sorry, I did not write this down, but uh, one of the other interesting things that James Gunn had said, and I just want to say this because I didn't realize it until he said it, um, but he says, one, he likes writing comedy. Uh, He says that's his favorite thing to do. He also says he likes to direct action scenes because he says it's like putting a puzzle together. Uh, The other thing was he said he likes to write about asshole characters and finding, because he says he does this kind of like in real life where he likes to look at the ugly of the world and find beauty in it. And he was explaining that like, that's what Peacemaker is. That's what Rocket Raccoon is. And that's what Bloodsport is. Like he likes writing these asshole characters. But then as you learn more about them, you see that there is something good about them. I love Rocket Raccoon. He's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with Whelmed to Pleasantly Whelmed. I actually thought I'd really enjoy this series when it first started seeing stuff or whatever because I thought that Cena was funny in Suicide Squad. But, and maybe it was just because you had to watch the first three. Like, it was so slow. And so, like, I just wanted to not watch it anymore because of how stupid it was. <laughs> Language didn't bother me. I mean, it was a lot of fucks. And honestly, I what I was going to say earlier was I don't understand... I don't know if you got through like the walking dead where Negan was there, but like, there's a lot of fuckity fuck, fuck, fucks in that language of Negan. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I would say whelmed pleasantly whelmed. I mean, it was, it's not something that I'd necessarily, you know, I, I, I'd be interested to see what they did in season two. I'd like to see that and see what characters come back and the story that they had for that. Depending on who was asking, I would I would sit there and you know be like oh yeah you should check out Peacemaker but like just the average Joe Schmo comic book person yeah. that's like out there like no you can skip Peacemaker like I don't <laughs> so 
which I think kind of goes along with what you're saying, Richard. Like, yeah, I think it's it's pretty much to a certain audience kind of thing. Like you, you kind of have to really be into like comic book stuff to like Peacemaker. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to like recommend this to my mom or something. like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's my stance on it. All right. Y'all got anything else? Nope. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Cool. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. Night with a K. And of course, you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, if you want to contact me directly, my Twitter handle is Night Curry. Night like day and night and curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. You're late, you fucking dickheads. Go fuck another fish, asshole. I'm so fucking sick of that rumor. It's not a rumor. Fuck you, Barry. <laughs>